Yes, it's time for In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. Looking forward to a huge round nine. Lots on the line for Richmond and Carlton this week. Two Melbourne clubs certainly playing for their finals intentions or ambitions already. As I say hello to this man, I think he's just come back from the Bass Strait or some sort of deep fishing adventure, as you can see, in his uh, Shimano shirt, Nathan <laughs> Brown. Hello to you, mate. How are you? A lot of feedback on this shirt, too. It's, a nice, it's a, like a Bear grills type setup out in the jungle, isn't it? Mm. I like it though, and that's all that matters. So uh, my wife bought it for me, so hello to Christine. <laughs> yes. Now, hang on a sec, Stephen. Do you think, um, hello to you, Stevie, yeah, just if you can, what's happening on that top left-hand shoulder there? Because is that where he puts his trout or he's sort of, I don't know. There's a couple of them. Um, marlin or what's happening up there? I don't know what it is. What's, what's happening? Dirt yes. off the worm or something that you're yeah. putting on your fishing rod. Mm-hmm. I need to get some preen out. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the matching um, watch too with the green. Yeah. That is how much our fashion I forward the memo. you are. I miss the memo on the colouring no, of well, the shirts. Yeah. Um, I think you do need to wear the dark shirts, though. At least mine was made post 2000. It looks like a 1995 <laughs> number. Yeah, Jay, I reckon you are wearing that in uh, the Lammy's Tavern in, in Geelong there. <laughs> when you're a junior, junior burger at the Geelong Advertiser. you got your dad's shirt on, Stevie, let's be honest. At least we can't see your sweat patches this week. We say, you're good in the navy blue. Hey, speaking of me, poor oh, jeepers, Brownie. Speaking of uh, Junior Burgers, uh, back in the day, before the show, you come up and show me something which you'd found on YouTube. And I asked you not to show it, but you're adamant this has to come, so it better be funny. It is. And we found some footage of you as a young buck mm. record, reporter, like mm. a, a cadet almost. Like yeah. you were just, you were the coffee boy. You, you weren't mm. even the coffee boy. No. You, got, you got people water. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here you are, down the boundary, in a Geelong footy league game many, many years ago. We'll have a listen. Spirit. Go down to Jay Clark on the boundary line. Yes, thanks, Simo. Somehow, uh, Ben Armstrong has recovered. There were some thoughts that he had concussion, but now, as you can hear the Bell Park fans, he will now come back onto the ground. (laughs) (laughs) How happy with yourself, are you? Like, you just got a swagger about you that... I, I got a lot of things wrong in that. Just I think the suit is oversized. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that day for my big sort of grand final TV, I think I put hairspray in my hair to get the right zhuzh. Or to like get the right I think that's the best part now, of you. That, in hindsight, that was probably not, not a great move. So that, You look like a squirrel. <laughs> it's embarrassing in hindsight, but we all have those moments, and you got to, you know, you got to start somewhere, Stephen, and yeah. you know, you learn from incidents like that. And then here, Nathan Brown has also had a couple of humbling moments in his sort of footy show Many. Um, career. You're, all, you know, people at the footy show would say, "Who can we get to do the player review? Who would do the embarrassing singing stuff at the end?" And most of the players would go, "No, I'm actually not that keen." And you'd be at the front going, "Pick me, pick me! I'm really keen to do it." And so, speaking of YouTube, we did find this throughout <laughs> the week. Um, in, in in one of your songs, we know you did Wonderwall, but here's this. Possibly that was wrong. Now we hardly talk, Stevie J. Can you look at Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we were yes. rating really well. Really? So, so yeah. the story behind that is mm. standing in the middle of Cadenia Park playing an AFL game, a proper AFL game, and he Oof. runs past, uh, not past me, hey. he runs into the back of me Who? and bowls me over. He, Stevie? I didn't even know him. Didn't even know, bowled me over because apparently something I said like a couple of seasons before, I can't even remember, is when that, he was like playing his first game. Is that true, Steve? Yeah, he said something which I can't repeat. Right. He uh, said you were no good at footy. On, on, the, on the wing there at Caninia Park. 
Yeah. And I thought to myself, the next next time I get an opportunity, I'm yeah. going to take him out. Yeah. And I did, and I apologise now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was callous, it was like whiplash, yes. like concussion yes. type stuff. You were very tough, Brandy. I, I didn't know you were this sort of enforcer yeah. on the oh, field. really maybe. enforcer. Well, right? well, there's a few suspensions there. It's a bit like what Kevin Sheedy said, don't ever... Let anybody <laughs> dominate you. <laughs> you did. About Stephen Baker that time. We got uh, an arrow from Caro um, over it. Now, you have been very busy this week, uh, Brownie, and you've been doing this segment. It's been great all season. Yeah. And who needs a Malcolm? Yeah. Um, but you've focused your um, intentions this week on his magical goal, like one of the greatest goals of all time. Malcolm kicked it from, I think it was 95 metres, mm. they said. And have you... Put, have you brought the measuring tape down there to Icon Park to measure it, or what have you done here? Throw, Jay. Okay, so we used to do a segment called Who Needs a Malcolm, and it's yep. been okay, yep. and it's when somebody needs a clip, and Thank we show you. the great Malcolm Blight footage when he's giving it to Pittman. Yep. But I feel like Malcolm, for many, many years, has been riding on the coattails of a 95, potentially 90-metre goal, which is what the great Lou Richards called. Yep. So let's have a look at his amazing goal after the siren. Right. And I just want to pause it right there. Yeah. So that is the point of the square. Now, you know at Optus Oval, Princess Park, the 50 almost intersects with the centre-half forward line. So but it's if, not there. And it's not there back in the day, 1976. So if that 50-metre line's there, you mm. tell me how far Malcolm is out. 60, probably. He's about 57 metres out. But the big thing about Malcolm's kick is it goes 25 metres past. But we always talk about... A 95-metre, 90-metre goal. But if that's right, then he's kicked at 115 because it goes well into the yeah. stands as well. Yeah, but that's one of the great moments in football, Brown. You're really tearing down one of the <laughs> iconic moments. I just feel like there's other players who have kicked bigger goals right. who can maybe get the prowess or the dollars yes. that Malcolm has got, including this man, Jeff Ferring. This is in Moorabbin in 1981. Have a look where big Jeff kicks this from. So oh, back, that wow. is the centre wow. circle right there mm. against the Magpies. Mm -hmm. Granted, it bounced. Is in the in the goal square, mm. but that's an 85 metre goal. Yeah, and, but Jeff's not on SEN talking about this stuff no. every week. He no. hasn't got the same sort of glory. He doesn't do He's the, not a uh, Hall of Fame legend. He doesn't go around the, True. And off the two, sporting precinct and do cashies, does no. he? and off two steps too, which is impressive. Mm. It's not hard to do, Stephen. You were good off one or two steps. Oh, with a snap, maybe, not with a torpedo. Mm. Nath beat me in a kicking competition yeah, on the back uh, of the torpedo did, last week. Yeah, we did see that last week. Hey, we're going to get straighten up and get to, or what could, this could be the match of the round. Richmond versus Geelong. The Tigers bounce back with a win over uh, West Coast, of course, who are injury depleted. And the Cats have got some big names missing uh, Stevie. So we know Brad Close, the small forward out, uh, suspended. So missing a couple of players for this one. Are they any... Is there an upset brewing here? Yeah, there any, any yeah I, give them, I give them a big chance this week. I think with Brad Close as an important role player for the Cats, gets up and back down the ground, mm -hmm. sets up a lot of their goals, danger field out of that midfield. And Richmond's midfield last week really dominated. They had Prestia, Hopper, Taranto and Bolton? also Shea Bolton um, winning that midfield battle and then getting forward and hitting the scoreboard. And they'll need to do that again if they're going to be any chance of beating Geelong, but there's certainly a chance. How long have I been saying play Shea Bolton in the midfield? All season. 32 disposals, career high, kicks three goals. Because you know if he plays midfield, he's going to go forward and he's going to be able to hit the scoreboard as well. So start him in there. 
get him a blow into his lungs, get him to run around, then he goes forward. It's the perfect setup if he plays in the middle. Does he go the other way though? That's all. That's been the question. Well, I, I don't You'd know. let your man run off and do Who whatever cares? he wanted. There are players <laughs> that go both oh, ways. He's got a licence. Hey, tell me one of the great players of all time that runs both ways. Your man Pendlebury doesn't do it. Dangerfield doesn't do it. Judd never did it. The so great players don't run both ways. Stevie, no. what happens if you are a prime playmaker, a prime ball winner, do you care when your other man shoots off 30 metres that way to go get the pill? Uh, you still got to have a bit of an idea what's going on with him, but you want to have a, a good balance in your midfield. So if you're the premier player that is the go-to that you want uh, attacking the game and pushing forward and hitting the scoreboard and setting up, you can't be, as Nathan said, the best attacking player and the best defensive player. Mm. You've just got to make sure your midfield balance is, is good. How was and Gary Ablett Jr.'s both way running? Nah, he was terrible. The, the great players the don't way. run both ways. But he, they can pick out, and some clubs, like Richmond, they would cover for Dustin Martin well, in Graham. his heyday. Well, yeah. that's what Cameron Ling and Joel Corey did, and yeah. James Kelly. They, yeah. they were two-way runners. It's a great thing But they weren't as team. good with the footy in hand, so yeah, okay. he, he had a licence. To cover it for you quickly, Stevie. Uh, those same guys. <laughs> Very good, Chappy. right? I only went into the midfield when Gary left, so that's where I, I took over from his licence. And they uh, almost won a Brownlow, did you not? In fact, we might talk about that. Geelong uh, win this game, by the way. I thought so. And a potential smoky, a Brownlow smoky. You might have uh, Brownie. This has been In the Back Pocket. We'll have more coming up shortly. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We are going to go straight into Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Right, I want to start off here first with the new ball, Stevie. Uh, Toby Green carrying an ankle injury uh, at the moment. You did cast a bit of doubt about his availability last week. Can the Giants win without Toby Green, Stevie? No, I don't week? think they can. Yep. I don't think they'll win a game this year unless Toby Green Ooh. is playing and playing well. They can't so win a game without Toby Green. No, they can't win. They don't have the firepower forward of the footy and the attention he, he drags mm. and helps the other players around him. So I've got him in there three wins. Uh, he played against Adelaide in their first win, 19 possessions, four goals. Their second win was Hawthorne, 24 disposals, three goals. And his, their third win was against Sydney a couple of weeks ago. He had 22 and kicked four and the match winner. Makes him the most, one of the most influential players in the competition. Are the Sydney Swans cooked? No, they're not. Uh, I think the Sydney Swans in the next month will bounce back into finals contention. They'll be in the eight after the next month of footy. Uh, missed a couple of close games, which they'd be disappointed, but they've got a very good run and uh, they'll get some players back. They'll be uh, one, one team that will force themselves back into the eight and one will drop out. We've raved about Isaac Heaney. Is he delivered on the hype? Uh, no! No, well, definitely not this season. I, I think he's still... Uh, capable of being one of the best players in the competition, but right at the moment he's underperforming and I think they need to move the footy a little bit quicker for him to play at his best. A lot of booing um, this season. Should be should fans be allowed to boo, simply? 100% yes. Did you ever get booed? Yeah, I got booed over in Fremantle when uh, Ryan Crowley used to tag me mm. and then the, the whole team would go after me, a little bit like what happened to Dacos. They were the best at it. They, they, they really looked after their tagger mm. uh, and they used to boo the absolute hell out of me and I didn't mind it 
Uh, I think there's still room for it, particularly when uh, a player moves from one club to another yes, or so, if someone belts someone behind the play yeah. um, and takes a yeah. player out, well, they deserve to be booed Tom for the rest Stewart of the game. against yeah. Richmond. I didn't see any problem with what, Colin, uh, with what Sydney did when after Nick Dacos, and I thought Nick Dacos handled it absolutely fine and then gave it back the other way as well. So it's just how people handle it. I thought Nick Dacos did a great job. I think there's Josh, his brother, interviewed him in the rooms after the game, said there were cheap shots, dirty hits. That's, they're the ones if off the play. stop the season, right now is Ken Hinckley coach of the year? I said yes. Yep, I reckon he is because um, look, they didn't have the best start to the season. There was a couple of players, the next players of Port Adelaide, the big treaders, uh, wanted his head. But um, the way that they've been able to galvanise and win close games of footy, he's getting the absolute best out of them and they should sign him up before another club. Yeah. Starts to starts to really look at him. Good course, Stevie. I like Ross Lyon, though. Bonton Pally, uh, Marcus Bonton Pally, is the best player in the competition right now. Uh, it's ar- yes. arguably yes. I think he's definitely the best midfielder in the competition right now. And I say, I, you know, Oliver's a big chance for the Brownlow, but um, mm-hmm. Bonapelli's last month has just been unbelievable. Yep. The way he extracts the footy in a contested situation, he Polish. pushes forward, hits targets, mm-hmm. kicks goals. So, are you training well. for a comeback? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm not training for a comeback, just training to get the rig ready for the summer, which is going to take a bit of preparation. So I like that one where you sent us, you had the wheelbarrow, you had to top off. Yeah. You look good. We need to find that. Yeah, have that. we got a um, visual of that? No. no. <laughs> uh, we might, yeah, you deleted off the group app. We might need that back. Uh, maybe you'll make a comeback for the Pigeons uh, doing well in the coaching box. That has been Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Yes, he's very good and sometimes comes up with a few unpredictable answers. Not sure what you're going to say sometimes, Stephen. We like that on Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Brownie, uh, Brisbane versus Essendon this week. The Bombers have lost just about half their back line. They're going to stop a couple of blokes named Eric Hipwood and Joe Danaher. I've got the feeling this could be a big win for the Lions because the the, uh, Bombers, they're missing some important defenders. Jordan Ridley, the latest to go out. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Bombers. Uh, The the Brisbane Lions have kicked 100 points their last five games in a row. mentioned those two players, but you add to that Charlie Cameron, you got Lincoln McCarthy, Zach Bailey, who can all kick goals. So, um, we're not talking about how good Charlie Cameron's going enough. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Nick Dacos, we're talking about Bontem Pally. Yep. His last five games, he's kicked 23 goals. Yes. He is flying at the moment, oh, and Australian. you just can't allow him to get out the back. His first three games were a little bit quiet, mm. but I think starting minimum is three goals this week for Charlie Cameron. I think they win, they kick a big score. The Bombers going well, but I just think Two close losses, honourable efforts. Now they play undermanned up at the Gabba. I don't think they can win. Yeah, I don't give them a chance either, Jay. I think uh, Brisbane are flying up there. They're a very hard team to beat at the Gabba. I don't see a match-up there for Charlie Cameron either. Mm. I think probably Jake Kelly gets that role, and he's an honest defender, but he won't have enough leg leg speed to go with uh, Charlie Cameron. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. You guys would know. Is Charlie Cameron playing more like a traditional small now? I sort of feel like at times he wanted to be more like a mid-sized or um, almost a a spearhead and take the marks. Now is he playing more like a small Most of his goals are out the back, so he's not leading up as much, but... The strength of him one-on-one. He, he did Nick Newman a couple of times quite comfortably last week. So he's, he's yep. small, yeah. but he's strong. You look at him, he's strong yeah. through the hips and he's yeah. very hard to move. Charlie Cameron would have had a couple of three votes and yep. leading into a couple of three voters. Yes. I want to talk about the Brownlow medal mm. because I've brought my own stinger. 
Oh, yeah. Yes, there it is. 2022, I asked for a 2023 version, but the budget was a bit down. Now, Nick Dacos got into 225, drifted a bit, wouldn't have got votes the last two weeks. Bontum Pally, he'd be right up there at the moment on level terms. Oliver Dawson's got three best ons, I think, because he got the award in the middle, the yeah. showdown. Christian Petrarca, for me, is the value. Now, I'm going to go through the season. Petrarca, 15 bucks. Round one against the Western Bulldogs, he had 30. Now, Clayton Oliver had 33, so maybe two, maybe even three that game. Then he's had 33 against Sydney, mm -hmm. where the next best was 25 disposals. So he's had eight yep. more disposals than anybody else. 29 and three goals against West Coast, he gets 3-4. 35 and three against North Melbourne, he gets 3-4. So I've got him in for 11 votes already, potentially even 12 if it goes his way. So Nick Dacos might have around 13, possibly around that 14 market. Mm -hmm. But if Petrarca's only one or two votes behind and he's 15 bucks, for me, he's the value. What do you think, uh, John? Yeah, I think Dacos still deserves to be favourite, but with the attention that he's going to get going forward, uh, even more so, uh, that might be hard for him to sustain his form. But, uh, yeah, whether Oliver and Petraka steal votes off each other, uh, it probably happens, but they're going to win a lot of games of yeah. footy as well. So I, I still like Oliver, but uh, I can see your view on Petraka as well. But at Melbourne, when you look at them, there's not many other players taking the votes off them. So not Max Gorn. there's not six and sevens. Max yeah. Gorn might, you know... Sneak one, but no, well, no, normally the Bramlow medalists, um, when you look at the history of it, there's always a couple of players from that, that team, like when Ackermanis and Black yeah. and those guys were winning their Bramlows. There was a good bid for I think Cousins them. and Kerr came one too. Yeah. Ablett Bartel. Brownie Carlton has been a huge focus this week. In particular, the pressure starting to build a little bit on Michael Voss and their ball movement, which has been a concern. You guys have been all over this this season. They take on the Western Bulldogs, whose past month has been pretty strong. Uh, what do you think of Carlton? How are they going to move the ball? Number three for disposals, number yeah. 14 for inside 50s. They can't get it to their big gun forwards. Well, it's an easy one for me. I mean, you, you just direct Carlton to start moving the ball forward. So when I watch them, they take the mark. Their first look is sideways. So their first look isn't down the ground. And there's been a few clubs that have had this issue. Geelong had this issue two years ago. And they said, we've got Jeremy Cameron, yep. we've got Tom Hawkins, the two best forwards, and let's take the game on and let's start to kick long. Now, Carlton, they need to get to that point. They've got players who can get the footy enough in the midfield. Mm. They've got players on the outside who aren't getting it because they're moving it sideways by foot. Start moving it by hand a little bit more. Mm. That creates run. Uh, yeah. And stop chipping the ball sideways, which they're doing, because they've got Kerno, they've got Mackay, and I don't see a matchup for Kerno this week. I think Liam Jones goes to Mackay because they like to have him high. He's the second man in, the intercept, so he'll look at where Mackay's going. I'm going to drop off, I'm going to come back in. Mate, Who Keith goes Gardner. to Kerno? Keith or Gardner, can they do the job? Second banana. Well, good luck. I mean, this guy is on fire. Now, Alex Keith has passed his best for mine. Mm -hmm. Gardner is a good player, but he's no. Charlie Kerno stopper. So Charlie Kerno, as is most weeks with Carlton, is the key. What do you think, Stevie? Yeah, I think uh, you're right about Carlton. They need to take the game on and be prepared to uh, to risk turnover to yep. get it into those guys a little bit quicker if yep. they're going to beat the best teams. Because I think what opposition sides are saying is well, let's get back in numbers and force them to have to try flood. and take uncontested marks and build the ball up. Let's yep. get back, flood the, those uh, two key players for yep. them so they don't get 1v1 looks. Yep. Uh, and then we'll try and transition back. But, um, yeah, I think they need to, to get it into those guys a little bit quicker. I think that the, the Carlton, the, the matchup here that I'm really looking forward to is Cripps v Bontempelli. Yeah. Because oh. Cripps has been well below his best yep. in recent weeks. Bontempelli, the form player in the competition, they will be going head-to-head -head 
and the, the, the player that stands up out of those two players will uh, probably lift his team to a, a win this week. Something you picked up, Brownie, on Adam Saad. Brisbane locked down on him. Do you think the Bulldogs will copy that? Well, that, they'd have to try because last week, every time they had the ball, someone went to Adam Saad and blocked yep. his run. So there was no the wrap around the backs. So there was no handball receives for Adam Saad. And he's their one player that can run at 15, run at 20, and yep. then kick at 55 and, and use it well. He's a, he's a line breaker, and they didn't have that last week. Very good. We're going to take a short break and be back with some weird superstitions as well as the clash between Adelaide and St Kilda. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, it's more in the back pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We mentioned last week how these guys had some weird sort of superstitions before the game. Uh, Stevie used to skip or hop before he went through the banner. Uh, and <laughs> you, Brad, used to make sure you were on TV or on camera <laughs> behind the captain, which is completely unsurprising. So we thought we would um, have a look at some um, weird superstitions. And the, obviously the Matt Rowe... Eating uh, grass, yeah. Eating grass, doing some sort of kangaroo impersonation, I would have thought, Stevie. Oh, that's probably took the cake for me. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen on a football field. You obviously saw it. Pro rata, uh, being in an AFL industry, there are more weird AFL players than mm. there are general population. Yeah, they, they just, for some reason, they just stack them into AFL clubs <laughs> and there's a, there's a weird off at times. <laughs> so one of them is Adam Trelaw. Yep. Now, apologies to Adam, I've never met Adam, but this is what he said. <laughs> oh, I have to wear red jocks, shave my legs, watch The Simpsons and put my my clothes on from the left side mm. to the right side. But this is the night before a game. Yeah. What are we dealing with here? Yeah, is this the reason sure. Collingwood got rid of him? Yeah, yeah. he's a strange unit. Mm. Isn't yeah. he, Trelaw? Absolutely strange. Yeah. I don't think that's the only thing he has as a superstition either. Well, he's got some weird, quirky things. Yeah. Um, what about I don't know you? if it's a reason why. <laughs> do you know you still a decent footballer? <laughs> do you, you know of anybody yes. at Geelong who had any weird things that they did? Any pre-game weirdness? Pre-game weirdness. Yes. Uh, Harry Taylor used to be juggling the balls around and yeah. with the, with the um, pods in the ears. That, that was a, yeah. He was a bit strange. Now, could they not find Nathan Ablett on the bench one day? Oh, Nathan Ablett. Yeah. Uh, there was that was half time. So we went out at, uh, after half time. Bob Thompson got us all in, had yeah. a speech. Mm. Okay, warm up, hands back out onto the ground. Right. And so we've gone out into our positions, mm. and our uh, team manager Vic Fuller. Uh, would Got normally then great. All right, we've got four players on the bench. These are names uh, for the. Yeah, that's what the team manager does. Anyway, he sees three players on the bench. Mm. There was a fourth missing. So work it out. Who, who's missing? Who's supposed to be on the bench? Well, Nathan Ablett's supposed to be on the bench. Mm. Couldn't find him. So he went into the change rooms. Nath, Nath thought, oh, maybe he's having uh, gone, gone to the toilet. Yep. Wasn't in there. Anyway, walks around. We had a, a player lounge where mm. there was you know nice big lounge suites, big big screen TV the kitchen over to the side, and um, the game had started. The third quarter had started. <laughs> Nathan Ablett is yeah. sitting in on the couch with his boots up, <laughs> with a packet of grapes, watching <laughs> the start of the third quarter. Sydney's no way. A game that, that he is playing in. He's watching He's playing screen. in. He's actually kicked a couple of goals in the first half. <laughs> What's he no doing? word of a lie. What That's is he great. doing? I think he just thought job done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who knows? What he, I mean, this is this is a bloke that used to cook his pumpkin in our in our kettle that was in the kitchen. <laughs> no, he used to <laughs> cook his pumpkin in the kettle. <laughs> Oh, that's too much. Um, we yeah, might get it out. We might explore that. Or in. Next yeah, week. A, you can pull the yeah. top off. Yeah, what about Tip a, it out into a, a sifter. <laughs> <and> Not a saucepan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
We might have to have a look at that <laughs> next week. Adelaide versus St Kilda is a big game this week. <laughs> it is a big Brad game. Um, <clears throat> St Kilda not um, getting Max King back yet, so Anthony Caminiti potentially plays a role forward. How do you see this going? Can the Saints continue their excellent uh, season? Well, they can, but I think Adelaide need to take a scalp because they've had big wins this year, but they've also had some losses against sides. And the Richmond game, they coughed up. The Collingwood game, yep. they coughed up. Even Geelong, yep. I thought they had a mini chance last week. They yep. need to learn how to win, and this yep. is against the side. It was pretty good at the moment. Ross Lyon going well with the Saints, so they need to win. Most efficient forward line in the competition against the best defence. Mm. Can you start throwing them every now and then, Jay? Sorry, you Stevie. throw to him and he, he goes on his little spiel and then... Takes all your gold. Oh, what about you? Oh, he's <laughs> taking everything I was about to say. But um, anyway, uh, I think this would be a great game of footy. Um, just like to repeat what Nathan said. And then I would say that, um, yeah, you're right about Adelaide needing to take a scalp. I love watching them play. I think they're a little bit stiff to not be higher up the ladder given a couple of close losses. But mm-hmm. they, they, they take the game on and they're coming up against the best defence in the competition in St Kilda. So interesting to see who wins out. Brad Crouch taking on his former side. Did you ever come back? How did you go against the Cats in your first time? Uh, well, I think we kicked a couple the first time. We played in Canberra uh, and we had a win, the mm. Giants. And then I come down to Geelong, kicked a goal in the first 30 seconds of the game Good. down there at Cadinia Park, but mm. then didn't get a kick after it. So <laughs> what does a coach say to Nathan Ablett when he realises when Vic, your <laughs> manager, goes, uh, look, Bob, um, Nathan, he's actually in the rooms. So I what does Bomber have, go? He wouldn't have told Bomber, but Bomber was probably sitting up eating a sandwich at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, Stevie. Uh, coming up next, it is Are You Sure? Oh, still recovering. He's a funny man. Stevie J. Righto, let's get stuck into this, uh, Nathan. I'm going to start with you yep. first. Are you sure it is fair to rough up Nick Dacos? Josh Dacos, his brother, said there was some cheap shots, some dirty stuff happening off the plate. Absolutely okay to rough him up, and I thought he handled it perfectly well. A little bit of bump. I, I didn't see any punches thrown, so I can't uh, attest yeah. to what Nick da- uh, Josh Dacos saw. But mm. I, I, I can't see a game of football where anybody would get away with a punch or a kick. The, the, no. the cameras are everywhere, the cameras are on them. So I like the fact that Sydney went after him and I like Josh. I like Nick Dacos's response as so well. Is that the blueprint? Is that what you do or we see more of it? Uh, the blueprint is to put more time into him. You just can't allow him to run around on his own. So whether it's a full-on lockdown tag every week, but mm. the rough stuff, I think, it was just a big build-up from Sydney. Yeah. There's so much talk about the fact that Nick Dacos hadn't had anyone go near him. So, OK, let's test the young man out. Yep. The young man was tested and he passed. If Bruzzy Maynard come after me, I could not run out of his way uh, more quickly. I would think he was an angry man mm. in the first quarter. Oh, he's an angry man in <laughs> general. Mm. Steam coming out of his ears. In that first quarter, hey, Stevie, um, are you sure it's a failure for the Blues if they miss finals. Yeah, I reckon it is a failure. Uh, I think given where they were as a team last year, you would expect further improvement this year. So they would have been setting their sights on playing finals footy. It looks, you know, unlikely, I would say, right at the moment. But that's not to say that if they don't make the finals that, you know, they've got to sack Michael Voss or anything. Yeah. That would be extreme. But with the list that they've got, yeah. they're certainly underachieving right at the moment. Hey, Nathan Brown, Richmond is the most inefficient uh, team going forward into yeah. their forward 50 so far in 2023. We know Trent Cotchin's gone from the infield to the forward. Are you sure Trent Cotchin should have played on this year? Well, he's fully fit. So during the preseason, fully fit. Had a great preseason. So, yes, you'd have to say 
we'll play Trent Cotchin and we'll, we'll keep him on. But now that he's had a few niggles, form's been a bit, it does look like that maybe not, but the decision was made some time ago when he was fully fit. Mm, Stevie, lots of overreaction when we get to the Van Royen suspension's been the number one talking point all week. The sky's falling in because he's been suspended for a couple of weeks. Are you sure this is really going to change the game? Uh, I don't think it will, uh, because I expect, and we're filming this before uh, the tribunal hearing tonight, but um, I think he'll get off. I think it was an overreaction by Michael Christian, um, and that's why everyone's talking about it. Um, players need to be able to uh, go at the ball with confidence, or even, um, it's a... It's a it's a contact sport, so you've got to expect some sort of contact yeah. if you're sitting under a high ball, yeah. and there's a player that's making a split-second decision, and he's playing for his life to, to, to be in that team on a weekly basis. His so execution he, was wrong, Steve. The mistakes oh, being made by Michael Christian here. Michael Christian can look at that and go, it's intentional, it's high. I find two weeks, but he's the defender himself. He knows that action, so he's always got an override button where he could go, now... Nah, I don't like it, I'm going to give it zero. And then I don't think anybody would have complained. Nobody would have said, how did he not get a week for that? Concussion is the biggest story in the game last but night, did Brandon. did he have concussion? He got, does he, did he have a duty of care? Did he have concussion? No, he no. didn't, right? So okay. maybe the force, maybe But he the, didn't have concussion. Maybe that was the issue. You are right. We've got to move on. Absolutely Jason Horn-Francis, right. you know the storm is coming. He's playing his old side for the first time this week. Well, Jason Horn-Francis, are you sure Jason Horn-Francis will handle the heat down in uh, Tasmania, Brad? From who? The fans or the players? I think both is coming. Let's talk about the players. So I think the players will rough him up, similar to what Nick Dacos did, because yep. they don't, won't want him to get some easy disposals, but his clearance work is fantastic, so he just keeps his eye on the ball. Yep. In terms of fans, are there going to be that many people there for North Melbourne? They don't yep. have a big supporter base. Do they get around them the way they're playing at the moment? So yep. I think Jason Horn francis has a good game. We've got to be quick here. West Coast, are you sure they should have? Uh, should they keep Jack Darling? Excuse me, Stephen. They, uh, are you sure they should keep Maybe not. If I was West Coast, I'd be looking at trying to get some currency out of these players while they've still got um, uh, some years left of footy in them. So players like Darling, Nat Nui, I mentioned on the show a few weeks ago, I think they've still got... um, Options. Opportunities to maybe bring in some draft picks. Another one. Stevie, are you sure Collars should be brought back for the two Sydney teams? I like the Collars uh, on the Sydney Swans. Collar. Cola, cost Cola. I said the, the old Sydney Swans, no. South Melbourne collar jumpers. Extra salary cap um, money, Stephen. <laughs> I, re- I reckon they need the the, the cola because yep. the players that um, that play under a certain amount of money, maybe under yeah. three hundred grand, yeah. that have to pay for a one bedroom apartment, a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Uh, it's just not fair when you're comparing what they'd have to pay in Geelong. In a word here, Nathan Brown, are you sure Lee Montagna should ditch his commentary career <laughs> for a future in modelling because his wild rhino stuff was outstanding? Definitely not. Yes, so that has been, uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice, uh, are you sure, Brandon? Are we clear that Stevie knows the difference between... A cola, the cost of living allowance, <laughs> and the cola on your shirt because it's <laughs> going into Sydney's cola. <laughs> what about it? Tell us where you like. Talk about yeah. Coke Zero, yeah. Coca Cola, Coca Cola. Very uh, good. Uh, so right. funky stuff. Hey, can we talk about just quickly Collingwood yeah. uh, versus uh, GWS? Be interesting to see if they go for Nick Dacos again. Who do you think wins? Pie start favourite. Uh, Collingwood win for me. Yeah. Is your man Toby Green going to play this week? He's going to face a fitness test mm. tomorrow. Do they boo him? Ooh, I would love to see Braden, Braden Maynard versus Toby Green. One of the best one-on-one matchups in the competition. Toby's got his measure, but um, don't boo him because it'll only fire him up more. Mm. Don't, don't boo at all. Hey, um, I tell you what, you guys with your multis each week, I feel like you keep being dudded by just well, one, one. 
by one thing. By one. So you've been, been a little bit uh, stiff. And so, that is the art of oh hunting. Oh, God. So yeah. Jordan Dugowie had 18 disposals. And the Giants, I asked you guys if I could change that when I realised Toby Green was out and I was going to change yeah. it back to the Bulldogs, and you said no. That's right. So, unfortunately, Paddy Cripps let you down. Paddy Cripps. <laughs> when was the last time he had under 20 disposals? Probably a dollar five. That's three weeks in a row where I've had the... the Cook Miller Crisp. got injured in the, yes. in the third quarter, cost me my big multi. Got injured, yeah. I had uh, Chris missed 20 possessions. Yes, got 19, I think. And in an eight That's why the cookie crumbles, yeah. mate. Yeah. And I am due. I'm due. We're just going to go with a with a with an absolute Monty this week, but right. I'm not who's, sure who's up. So let's go my first play. I've got two at the moment, so a $50 play. First one is Geelong into yeah. Gold Coast, into Sydney, into Brisbane. Pretty simple. Gets to $2.83 at 50. And then my second one mm. is a little bit more extravagant. Geelong oh. to kick more than 13 and a half goals. Now, whether Geelong beat Richmond or not, I still think they kick more than 13. Weather's meant to be pretty good on a Friday night Num footy. Number one forward efficiency side in the country. And Carlton against the Western Bulldogs. They kicked 11 last week and they played awful against the Brisbane Lions. Mm. But with Charlie Curnow's record against the Bulldogs, Carlton at Marvel kicked more than 11 and a half goals. That's brave to be banking on the Blues when they're a bit out of form at the moment. That's interesting. You said, did you say that was a bit more extravagant? That is oh, a bit I, am, more I am brave, thank you. <laughs> you are very tough. What do you think, Stevie? Have you taken a Tomazepam? Tablet or something? You're, what just he sl mean? you're slowing down. Am I? <laughs> as the show goes Have on. Have you taken it to mess? Oh, I don't know what they right. are, Stevie. But Let's see so my multi. So. Okay, so uh, Ben Stiff, stick with me. <laughs> Keep <laughs> saying it. I'm going with a moral. So Richmond uh, at the line. It's probably not a moral, is it? But um, Nothing's I think a moral that that game, <laughs> they're every chance of winning. So mm. the line seems like a pretty good bet. Bet for me. I think Sydney head-to-head -head up there and Brisbane uh, yeah. will be a, a, an absolute certainty. So you get a, get a return. Absolute. There's nothing absolute so in this game. Brisbane, Brisbane is a certainty. <sighs> I'll see you both on Sunday, eh? Yes, look forward to it. Um, are you on the Sunday footy show again? Not this week, no. I think Matty Lloyd's back this okay. week. Okay, we look forward to your return at some point. Nathan, um, great to have you. Good luck with the fishing trip Thank you. Um, Thank after you. this, Stephen. <laughs> Fantastic as always. Thanks so much for joining us on In the Back Pocket, proudly <laughs> brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll catch you next week. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.